Hey everybody, this is Mike from The Cut. Just want to let you know real quick that if you're hearing this message, you will not be hearing any music tracks during our episode. This is because you're not listening to us on Spotify. Only on Spotify can we play the music track. So if you're listening to us anywhere else, totally fine. Just want to let you know why there's no music. Now, without any further ado, let's get the show started. Welcome to the cut. We are your hosts, Mike and the Moosh. Yeah, continuing on right. with our uh, decades of cuts. Okay, uh, we we haven't come up with a, a name for it yet, have we? I think, judging by what you just Dick. said, the answer to that question Dick. is no. Decascapade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, doesn't uh yeah so it doesn't roll off the tongue today we're doing the 70s the 70s the 70s so again again a little bit before our time yeah but still uh, some some great music but before we get into that be sure to like and follow mm-hmm. us on uh twitter uh you can yep. hit us up at the cut music one send us an email to uh the cut music one at gmail.com and on Spotify at The Cut Music One. That is the number one in all of those cases. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing the 70s. But before we get into that. Yeah. Moosh. Okay. Yeah. What's up? I had a weird incident tonight. Oh, do you, do you need a diaper change? I mean, that came after. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you the person who needs a diaper change. It's, oh it's my wife. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So, we went to dinner tonight. Date night, right? That's what we do. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we went to the Outback. Oh, we went Dan Onda. <laughs> you know, when I told her that I was just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell this story tonight. And I said, one thing is for sure. Moosh will bring out, <laughs> bring out the, uh, the Down Under accent. I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. <laughs> I told her that you had a, uh, w- when we were uh, gaming for a while, you had somebody from New Zealand that was fully convinced you were from Australia, which is not an easy feat. That's no. a dirty feat. No. <laughs> dirty feat. Rude. So, th- I mean, uh, briefly, there's, I-, I can tell the difference between a New Zealand accent and an, an Australian accent. There's a, there's a there's a big difference. Okay. Well, here and most people would be like, "Oh my god, are you British?" <laughs> and it's you just you shut shut. I'm from shut, Austria. Shut. Well, let's put another shrimp yeah, on the Austria, Barbie. No let's not. No. Okay, <laughs> like, so there's no shrimps in Australia. <laughs> there's prawns first off. All right, so here's what happened. I'm just letting you know. We went to dinner at the Outback. We had dinner. Uh-huh. Everything was good, right? It's the Outback, so it's okay. uh, it, it, no. It, actually, it was good. I had a prime rib. It, it was it was good. It was better than I expected. It's all right. When it was over, the person and my wife and I were talking. We'd already paid the bill. Our waitress, you know, t- 
took took the payment and all that. Mm-hmm. I assume she was the manager, uh, just because she oh. was wearing a different shirt. Came over to like take the, <laughs> take the dishes and stuff off the table. And okay. as she's so short on bus boys, as well as as she's doing that, she looks at my wife and goes, "Oh my god, I love your necklace. Is that a paw print? We're a dog family." And and Lindsay, uh-huh. it, you know, my wife goes, "Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a paw print. You like it?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, God, and I love the shirt you're wearing. It looks like a." Like a magenta sunset, like over. If the... this doesn't end in a threesome, I'm gonna be very upset for you. So <laughs> no, you should be. And, she, and she's like, I'm I'm so happy you see where this is going already. Because <laughs> here's the reason my my wife needs the diapers. Uh-huh. So she's so she says the comment about the shirt, and mm-hmm. and my wife is just eating all this up. She's like, oh my god, yes, I got this at whatever you know store she got it from. She's like, yeah, it was fantastic or whatever. And then she's like, oh my god, your eyes are so beautiful. Now let me back up a little bit. Yeah. When she said the comment about the shirt, and my wife was like, oh my god, I love the shirt. I said very comedically and perfectly timed. She's talking to me. Mm-hmm. The woman didn't even look at me because she no, was you don't exist. fixated uh-huh. on my wife. Okay. Fixated. Yeah. And she's eating this up and she gives her the look and all this other and walks away. And then I look at my wife and she's like, oh, my God, she was so nice. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. Oh. I mean. She just like she didn't even notice. She had no idea. She thought she actually just loved her jewelry. And I'm like, woman, she wanted you. She wanted to take you out back. Okay. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, oh my. Okay, have you give her a blooming onion? And <laughs> my wife almost pissed her pants, laughing in embarrassment because she had no idea that's what was going on. She was being thoroughly hit on. And had no idea. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like chopped liver. And she's like, well, I mean, are you okay? Like, are you, like, do you have an issue with this? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> no. No problem at all. But I'm telling you right now, I know this. Because I've given women that look. I've given you that look. I know that look. <laughs> and she look. said, and, and your wife said, uh-huh, what women? <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. And I said yeah, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And only you. Nice save. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So that happened tonight. That was a little strange. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, bitch. <laughs> so that was, that was, uh, that was my evening. How's everything going with you? Um, I mean, I've been, I've been under a lot of stress, Mike. Okay. Okay. Last week, last week we did the sixties and uh, the 60s? you know, the sixties was great. It's a great, it's a great decade. A lot of great music. We went over a lot of fundamentals Mm -hmm. and then we're like, Hey, we're going to do the series next week, the seventies and all week I've been sitting here staring at my Spotify, trying to figure out what five songs are going to make the cut. You're sitting in the morning sun. You'll be sitting when the evening's done. Just trying to come up and the songs aren't rolling in. Is that what you're saying? Did you just cricket me? Yeah. Why'd you cricket yeah. me? Good, good, good that one. That was a good callback. No, that wasn't bad. It was okay. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I've been sitting here trying to figure out <clears throat> what five songs uh, 
are going to make the cut. And it's it's been hard, man. It's been a hard week. It's not easy with such a powerful decade. And I know I, I mentioned last week that I was like, hey, I'm excited for the 80s. That's, that's my shit. I love the 80s. I can come up with five 80s songs off top. No problem. Off top. Off top. The problem is, is that the 70s, I underestimated with how many great songs, mm-hmm. great bands, great artists yeah. came out of the 70s. And who's going? Am I going first? Are you going first? I think you should go first. Week? Okay. All right. All right. I'll go first. Okay. What, what's and, it going to be? And, and I, feel, I feel like I'm going to go first. And, and the, song, the song that I choose first is is going to be cuz we we've we've hesitated to put any beatles in the show. Isn't that funny? We do that because we're like, "Oh god, we you know, we've done the same thing with Lincoln Park. We're like, "Oh dude, no, I'm not going to put that in here because it's going to yeah. come back up." And like because of that the you know, they rarely come up. Right. And and although the Beatles didn't make it far into the 70s, uh Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and his band Wings yeah. did. Yeah. And I'm going with Band on the Run. We're going on the run, and boys? I just, we're going on the run, boys, with Band on the Run. And it's just like, this was one of those songs I was like, ah, do I just, do I bring out the Beatles? Yeah. I know it's not the Beatles. I know. I a know. Beatle. It's, it is a Beatle. It's a Beatle. It's a manageable amount of Beatles. It's, it's, yeah, a good size amount of Beatles. <laughs> and, your, and, and your favorite Beatle. It is. McCartney is my favorite. I although I do like the other Beatles, I love them, endearing. Um, they are a part of my life. Paul McCartney and his songwriting and everything he's done. I love his use of orchestra. I use his. I I love his use of big band or small band, or any Medium band, band on the run for that matter. Yeah, yeah, any band on the run for that matter. Uh, I'm for it. <laughs> And this song is such a journey of ups and downs, and it's it had uh, it had to be on here. It had to be. It had to make the cut. I agree. I'm so, glad you chose it. Yeah. So, band on the run. Hit it. Oh, you should have saved that for last, man. I, you know what? In retrospect, yeah, probably. Yeah, Um, that song is like three different songs. It's so good, and like it, it, it's what what is this? Nineteen seventy three. The song came out three years after the Beatles like effectively broke up. Yeah, and like it, it really showcased. A, McCartney's just affinity for writing music, like his ability to just combine different types of styles of music and to tell an overarching story in one single song. And he had different, you know, musicians. He started the band. Um, I don't I don't know them all by name. I know like that intro guitar, I think was uh, Henry McCartney. Makulo, kudos whoever it was. That's yeah, God, the sound. And and what's interesting fact is, you know, most most of the album was recorded in the United Kingdom. You know, because uh, that's where Paul McCartney is from. You know, the greater United Kingdom area, Liverpool specifically. Liverpool. Um, yeah, this was recorded in Nigeria. Really? Yeah. 
EMI has a recording studio in Nigeria, and Paul McCartney and the band flew to Nigeria to actually record this song, as well as a couple others. And they, his idea was, hey, we're going to bask in the sun during the day, record music in the night. But this was 1973. Nigeria had a civil war in 1971, yeah. and it was, a, it was a fucking hellhole, and he couldn't get anything done. <laughs> they tried, but there's a whole reason that this song was even written it was like banned on the run because it was a military, uh, like a militia group was like running the country. It was insane. Like it's an insane time in, in African history. <laughs> and what better place to go record a song? Yeah. You know, then the heart of it all, <laughs> you know, this, this is not the reason switching gears a little bit. This is not the reason Paul McCartney's my, my, you know, not my favorite Beatle. I mean, let it be just rah, amazing. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In my opinion, Paul McCartney is responsible for the most annoying song ever written. Shut up. Yeah? No? Stop fight it. me. I'm going to. I don't think you're going to fight me once what, I tell you what, what song it is. What, what song? What if you don't know that he... If you say number nine, I will not disagree with you. No. Worse. Simply having a wonderful oh, Christmas oh. time. Oh, for fuck's sake. Bro? There's no excuse. You're not, you're not wrong. There's no. <laughs> there will be no fight. <laughs> God damn it! It's such a terrible song. Terrible oh, song. I thought you meant by. I thought you meant by the Beatles. I was thinking Beatles songs. No, I was like, no, no. no I Only don't... gemstones came out of Paul McCartney's arsenal. But no, you're right. It's a terrible song, Sim- and like I love his happening. new stuff and everything. Oh like, God, it makes it makes me physically hurt to think about that song. <laughs> like I'm so uncomfortable. And, right and now. so, like again, like uh, you know, bringing up my wife. She now, to her credit, we do not start listening to we don't do Christmas anything until after Thanksgiving because we're decent people. Okay, you got to have the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> then Thanksgiving, then you can have Christmas. But okay. when that hits, I now have a month of Christmas music whenever we're in the car. And this song is always oh, on the, the radio. And I it hate is. that goddamn song. And I'd be very curious if, if, if the question has ever been asked to Paul McCartney, are there any songs you regret putting out if this would be it? You know, I think that at the end of the day, Mike... Another great song. You're simply not having... A wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> no, no. God, I hate that song. I tried to build suspense. Oh, man. Well, oh, uh, let me see. Lord. All right. You, you, you came in with one of your favorite artists. I came in hot. I'm going to come in with an artist that I hate. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now, if you didn't fight me over the first one... I'm gonna get hate. I like look. You have you have had to take your your pay your penance on this show for not Uh having popular opinions. This is probably going to be the most unpopular opinion that I have because because when I have a not not so popular opinion of even Fallout Boy when we've discussed them, like I still say I I respect Mr. Stump as a. As a musician, <laughs> sure. Okay, sure. I I, st- uh-huh. I still I, I I still say that. And dashboard confessional. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
they they have one song that I that I don't mind. Death Cab for Cutie, stolen. Stolen is dashboard. Stolen's dashboard. So I, I don't like them enough to not mix them up. But like even those guys, I can appreciate. Uh-huh. Even though I can't stand that style of music, I will not hold anything back on this band. And I'm gonna so th- save. Those are all. Those are all early 2000s band. We're doing seven. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just giving an okay. example. Okay. That even when I don't okay. like something, I approach it with some sort of respect. There okay, is going to be enough. no respect. Okay. Oh boy. No R E S P E C T. Okay. Oh my. And I am talking. What song we're doing? I am talking about fucking Aerosmith. I hate. What's wrong with I Aerosmith? will get into. You don't like Aerosmith. It. We'll get into it. But the one song. How, how am wait, I just now hearing about wait. this? We'll get into it after. Let's listen to the song. And in my opinion, Dream On is the only good song they have ever done. And it sounds, oh, up until the end, bitch. nothing like Aerosmith. Let's listen, and then we, we, we shall get into it. Okay. 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 Real quick, mm-hmm. I know you're going to say something, and you're going to hate on the Aerosmith, right? All of it. Okay. Okay. Real quick, if I can give you one thing to think about before you go on spewing your hatred for Aerosmith, <laughs> right? Oh, there's going to be some one thing. And, and And you and I are both, um, I would consider us in the nerd category we're both big big geeks nerds yes. we like the we like the, that the marvels yeah yeah we like the marvels we like the the lord of the rings video games the, comic the, the books fantasy yes yeah 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 um steve steven tyler of aerosmith think of live tyler the actress think of lord of the rings man arwen of Lord of the Rings. You're gonna make how are you gonna hate you're gonna make me how are you gonna hate when she pro- when he produced Liv Tyler, who then acted as Arwen in Lord of the Rings. Fantastic. All right. This is really gonna be the episode of hate because I did not know you were going to bring up Lord of the Rings. Fuck that movie. All three of them. Uh, all oh, that's fifty it. hours. That's it. That's it. Are we gonna end are we gonna end the podcast I'm again? Done. I'm done. I'm we done. haven't done it in a while. Are we gonna end it now? Can, Quit. can I please hate on Aerosmith before I get into hating on Lord of the Rings? Oh, my soul. So, this was the first single by Aerosmith. It was the first single they released. Okay. Took Steven Tyler like six years to write this song. Not an insult. Okay. This song is amazing. This song is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also say this. Maybe if uh-huh. you are a hardcore Aerosmith fan, like, and I mean, like me and Slipknot or me and Zeppelin, whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll say that I'm full of shit when I say that if you didn't know that Dream On was by Aerosmith, minus the screaming at the end, the, the high pitched belts that he does, you would have no idea who sings this fucking song. And you'd probably guess wrong. This song sounds nothing like anything else they've ever fucking done. And just because I hate Aerosmith doesn't mean I haven't listened. Okay. I've lived it up in an elevator. Okay. I haven't dressed like a lady, but I've seen people that do. Dude. You know. Okay. I don't have an attic, but if I did, that's where I'd store my toys. Oh, no. 
And with all of that, okay, I didn't miss a thing. What about, what about, what about, god damn it. What about Robin Williams when he was a dude dressed like a lady? Yeah, it was, you know, thankfully they made a song for Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't care. I love that movie for what it is. I'm not like, man, I love that movie. It's even got Aerosmith in it. No, fuck that. I can't stand Aerosmith. I don't like their sound. I don't like their lyrics. I, I'm sure Dude, they're like, great people. I just cannot stand not. their sound. And the reason I don't like them is because everybody fucking loves them. Like, I don't hate Nickelback. That's... I don't hate Nickelback because they don't have a lot of love. So I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with... Yeah. Oh, who's your favorite rock group? Oh, I like this, that, and the other thing. Oh, what about Aerosmith? Man, fuck Aerosmith. You know what I like about this? What? You know what I like about this? Is that you have some sweet, sweet emotion about oh, Aerosmith. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I Nailed do. It. Sweet emotion. Oh, man. God damn it. And if I can think of another goddamn Aerosmith song off the top of my fucking head. Yeah, you got to draw the line. I would, <laughs> I would pun that bitch right now. So... <laughs> No, You're just a rock in a hard place, aren't I... you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Dude, I have. I it's it. funny because I have friends growing up that are like, Aerosmith is my band. Like that's their number one top of the list. There's a lot of people a1. like that. And look, hey, yeah, if they do it for you, they do it they, for you. you know, that's fine. Aerosmith really did start glam rock. I'm not a huge fan of glam rock. I'm not saying good shit didn't come out of it, but like glam oh, rock isn't a genre. I'm into it in the '80s episode. <laughs> An- another genre. Oh, another man. genre. Just you wait. That I respect, but uh-huh. it, it's it's just not me. But I'm I'm just sticking with Aerosmith. D- but since you brought up fucking Lord of the Rings, yeah, no, okay. There was one good thing in Lord of the Rings, and that is the war in the second movie. That was epic. The, the two towers. Yeah, the two towers. Yeah, but you've never read the books, have you? Fuck no. Who's got time to read books? I'm just kidding. But no, I, I, I do read <laughs> books, but I, I, have not, I have not read the books. But the thing is, is like, wait, you, you've read the books. <laughs> you had me. I have. I have. And you're not I one of the people the that's going to say the book. Oh, well, the book is better than the movie. You're not going to say that? No, no. No, no, no. I, no. I will not say that the book is better than the movie's. Uh, the movies are fantastic. I the movies have been excellently masterfully done. No, the Terminator books, Two: Judgment listen, Day came listen, out in listen. 1992, and the graphics in that movie compared I, I'm not, to the Wizard I'm not War about graphics. I'm not. But the wiz the, the the Wizard War where Gandalf flies into the air and has the wizard fight at the end of the first movie. It's garbage. I said it. Garbage. Oh, we're Gan- Gandalf. Okay. All right. I, I we're not we're not gonna go deep into. Yeah. Fuck them both. I don't like them. <sighs> okay. What I'm saying. Send is me if your you hate. The... I don't care. Yeah. Strike me down with it. Don't. Uh, what I would say is the the movies did a fantastic job of simplifying how complicated and in depth the books were. You read just I mean even just the first book of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You're spending your first hour, hour and a half reading about the history of hobbits. Yeah, no, I, I know they walk a lot. They got big feet. They used to. Huge feet. Yeah, there's three different types of hobbits. Oh, my God. You, you, this, is, this is one of the reasons why I love Stephen Colbert I was just so going to say, you sound like Stephen Colbert. I was just yeah, going to say we, that. Dude, 
I love Stephen Colbert because anytime he gets a chance to talk about how, like his love for the man is in love or the Lord of the Rings or the history or the in-depth knowledge. Yes, that he, he really has gets into the Smeagles of it. Oh boy. <laughs> Anywho, I'm gonna have to shift the tides here. Yes, you. Yes, you are. And please send me your hate. I don't care. <sighs> God. You know what's cool though is yeah, other than Machine you know, Gun you know Kelly, you and I haven't each hated the same thing. That's I think that's I think that speaks volumes. You know, that that's that's fair. And you know what? With that, we're gonna start picking up the pieces like an average <laughs> white band. And that's my segue to my next song because I told you last week that I'm gonna bring some funk. Yeah, you did. And this is, dude. This is this this song has like I don't know eight lyrics in it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, and the rest of it is just a fucking vibe, man. It's such a, such a groove. Yep. Average white band, pick up the pieces. Yes. God, damn that song, just dude. Like, I feel like I should have put some of these, like that song specifically, any other funk song, or like James Brown we talked about last week. He almost made the cut for me this week. There's some James Brown that I wanted to put in, but it just like we should have put some funk fucking into our freaking like pumped up gym music, gym music, gym music? question mark, dude. Like, gotta get. Gotta, I'm like ready. I'm not like ready to like run a marathon right now after that song. It's just, it just. You gotta get down on it, bro. Got a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, what's funny is like I, I was Damn. thinking as I was looking at you, as I was doing what I was doing, we weren't like head bobbing. There's there's like a wobble to it, and I'm like, yeah, if that song we had that we had that we had that like weird frowny face, oh, like disgusted like when look that on saxophone her, like, hit that high note, like what the fuck? And this is like when he when he smells something that just ain't don't smell right, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. This is one like, of those songs that, that like face. if it comes on the radio and you pull up to a stoplight and you look over to the the car the driver of the car next to you, if they're on the same radio station, they're gonna be moving in sync with you. With yeah. that same like, ah, oh, shit, what's that? Mm, mm, God damn. Yeah. Whatever that noise what? is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, that is that is a classic. Renegades of funk this... right there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at like a, a, a grocery outlet, like shopping for some like jeans or something. And whatever, they had like a radio station on and they played whatever songs. And then this song came on. I was like. Mm. Oh yeah! Mm. Like God damn. God damn! I will pick up the pieces. Yes. Yeah, it was one of those, and I was like, "Yeah, this is what's yeah, up." Yeah, this is totally what's up. Nah, that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking dude. And when it's you know when a song is able to pretty much just keep the same beat throughout the whole thing. Oh, and keep you, yeah, keep you rolling and, with and, it, uh, and like not get bored. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the horns, it's man. It's gotta be the horns, bro. It's gotta be the horns. Yeah, the organ may have faded out in the 60s, but the horns, they were there to stay, mm. at least for a little while. Yeah. But I'm gonna go to a song that doesn't have any horns, okay? Say what? Yeah. It's all about that brass, man. Yeah, but it's also... Shake that brass. <laughs> what? What's your What's your song, and why doesn't it have any horns? Because it's by the Eagles, and I don't know of an Eagles song... That has horns in it. Now. Okay. I'm sure Twitter will explode with some Eagle songs with horns. They probably will, we'll but I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But 
Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And and you're probably thinking, oh, you're going to do Hotel California. I mean, why wouldn't you? No, I'm not. I love that song. Uh, dude, the Eagles have some great hits oh. outside of Hotel California. Oh, bro. And the one I'm going to. Solid band. The one I'm going to do. Witchy Woman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Oh, that yeah. song fucking rocks, bro. God. It, fuck, man. The Eagles have so many great hits. Like, it's such a solid band. You know what, though? This song, which was the second uh-huh. single that they released after Take It Easy, uh, uh-huh. this song God, was it. almost going to be by the band The Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh, what? <laughs> so so the guitarist. <laughs> the who? The guitarist, Bertie, Bertie Leiden. Um, uh-huh. he, he was in a band called the flying burritos for a while. And then when he joined the Eagles, him and Don Henley got together and like made, made the song or whatever. And, you know, we always talk okay. about, uh, trying to get, uh, producer information for these things, right. For, for some sure. of our songs, we don't do it enough, but I went ahead and did it on, on this one. So the producer of this song was Glenn Johns. Uh, he, he's okay. from Britain and, uh, this guy worked with great Zeppelin. Britain, I believe. Yeah, the, yes. Not just regular Britain, but like great Britain. Mm. Um, and he worked with Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones oh. and like, and dude, the production quality and just the overall slowness of this song, but the kick ass parts of this song as well. The harmonies like mm-hmm. Don Henley. It's Yeah. It's a solid song, man. Like, this is a great choice. And I've heard this song, I mean, my entire life, you know, growing up. It's one of those songs that just gets played. Yeah. It's it's the fucking Eagles, man. Fucking Eagles, man. Yeah, it's fucking Eagle fucking Boys. Fucking Eagles, boys. God damn, <laughs> Don Henley, dude. Like, and even Don Henley's, like, solo stuff, like, Boys oh, of Summer. Dude. Mm, oh. Boys of Summer. So, so, Boys of Summer, great song. Great song, right? So great that what was that? What was that alt band that covered it? Hold on, let me look this up real quick. Yeah, I don't Boys know. Boys of, of Summer. It's uh, the Ataris. The Ataris is an alternative band, kind of post punk, uh, pop punk band. They covered the Boys of Summer in like the early two thousands, and I, I love Don Henley, but the Ataris did it better. Really? Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, you know, in the words of Mike, fight me. But Fight the Ataris, it's it's like that's what made the Ataris so well known. They've they got some other hits, you know, but they covered that song and they changed a few of the lyrics to make it more relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's God overall, it's a great song. Yeah, I I mean you, I don't think I've ever heard a Beatles song that I didn't care for. So I, obviously, some I like more than others. I mean. Talk about Take It Easy in Hotel California and and uh you know just the rest of the the singles catalog. I mean, fine, but I mean I, did you did you say Beatles or Eagles? I thought I said Eagles. Oh, I heard Beatles. May, I was maybe. like, yeah, we're we're talking about Beatles now. <laughs> okay, my, no, bad. my uh, bad. I could I could have misspoke. Either either <laughs> yeah, way, dude, this fucking the guitar riff in this, it's just it's it's like cinematic. It's been used in yeah. movies before too, but it's just like it sets a oh, crazy yeah. tone. That's ah, so awesome. I, I would say that you could probably throw any Eagles song into any like good movie, and it just fits. It's gotta fit. 
Yeah. Fucking take it easy. Any bar scene ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You could could throw it, like, if there's any bar scene in a movie or any jukebox in a movie, you could put the Eagles on that jukebox in that film, and it's like, oh, yeah, this this fits. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And it could be fucking Kill Bill. And you're like, yeah, that's fits. I was, I was talking a while back. I brought up that I had watched American Horror Story Hotel. And it's okay. crazy watching that that show, that season of, of, of that show, and thinking of Hotel California. The lyrics fit everything that happened yeah. in that season. Like, it, it was it was pretty crazy. And I'm sure it had to, there had to be some sort of inspiration. I think his name's Brian Murphy is uh, the, the creator of that show. But if it wasn't, mm-hmm. and he thought about it later, because it is in the show, I think in one episode, like it just fits. The Eagles are just, they're versatile. They're like malleable, moldable. You could like put them anywhere. Eagles are fucking yeah. fantastic. One of the greatest bands of all time, and actually one of the top selling bands of all time. Uh, Hotel and you, California you know what? You could, you could say that the Eagles probably could have saved all of Mordor in Lord of the Rings by just delivering Frodo and the ring to fiery mountain yeah they could have or that you could have saved me 16 hours of my life and just not made the movie to begin with i'd rather just spent listening to <laughs> spent that time listening to the eagles oh jesus it's not gonna happen okay your hobbit and your feats i don't want it i guess i guess we'll have to agree to just be on the dire straits of things oh yes we will are you are you okay yeah. so uh, <laughs> leading on to my next song uh, I have to choose Dire Straits. I have to choose Sultans of Swing. Yes, you do. Because if I don't, my mother will tweet at me or call me, which even worse. And she'd be like, <laughs> "How are you gonna How are you gonna do a whole a whole episode of your of your show about the '70s and not have Dire Straits, Sultans of because Swing? Because of my own Anytime. person, Mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grown up now, and I I wear my own pants. <laughs> And in those pants is a record of the Dire Straits Sultans of Swing <laughs> single. Hopefully a cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Every, any time that I've had to, I've had a guitar in my hand, my mom's like, hey, play Sultans of Swing. And I'm like, I need, I, I need a full band, but it's all right. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do well, it. we'll do it right now. We'll do it right now. song is just such a fun jam to listen to it really is and how how reminiscent is that that solo right at the end of like eddie van halen yeah like with all the hammer-ons and pull-offs he does he does a lot of that like eddie van halen does you know in in a lot of his songs it's impressive it's and like what is it the the knopfler brothers I, i don't i don't know i know there's two of them in the band i don't know who's who but i know that one of them is the lead guitar player and like he did that with like that twang in his guitar. He didn't have like all that distortion yeah. that Eddie had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's that's impressive. That's a great that's just a fun jam, dude. And we had another we had a different Dire Straits song that we played a while back. Uh what did we have Dire Straits on the on the podcast already? I thought we did. It was a while ago. Um oh, might remember. have been guitar riffs? I think. I think it was guitar oh, Let me see. Maybe. Uh, I want to say, oh, money for money nothing. Money for nothing. That with, that yeah, was, that, yeah, the '80s song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, that's such a good yeah, God, song. dude. 
Under like underappreciated band. Like I don't think I've I've met some hardcore Dire Straits fans, so I know they exist. But like they never yeah, really yeah, come yeah. up in conversation when you're talking about music it's, in general. No, and it's it's so funny because like the Sultans of Swing is so very much a '70s song. Yeah, it has a '70 like when you hear it, you're like, oh, this must have come out in the '70s. Money for Nothing is so much an '80s song. Yeah. It, I think it came out, what, 85? MTV stuff, right? Yeah, it, it was so... Yeah, it had, yeah, like I mentioned MTV, and it had, like, a lot of synthesizers and, like, there's different types of uh, uh, sounds to it that came out in the 80s. Songs of Swing is... It's just... It sounds like a 70s cult class. So, like, you don't even, like, think it's the same band. It's the same thing we were talking about with, like, Yes... Yes has a bunch of great 70s hits that came out in the 70s. They also have some 80s songs that sound just iconic 80s. And it's one of those, like, we'll have to do, like, an evolution of artists episode at some point where we just see how, and kind of like how we did with the Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. how they grew from, like, late 80s post-punk, like, just aggressive to very melodic and you know harmonies with uh, uh anthony kiedis and and singing with um john fashante having flea on some backup vocals in there like they changed so are, much over the decade are you trying to segue in me into my next song i don't know what's your next song how deep is your love by the bgs because the bgs also had a bit of an evolution and you can think of staying alive and how that song uh-huh. sounds, and then you think of How Deep Is Your Love, which John Frusciante has a fucking live performance of. Oh, that yeah. He kills it, and when he Dude. doesn't kill it, he screws up and yells fuck, and then starts it over. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Dude. All right, play play, play the song. I got, I got a fun little story about How Deep Is Your Love afterwards. All right, let's, yeah. How Deep Is Your Love, <laughs> BG, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever. Let's do it. Oh man. Okay, okay. Hold on, it's not over. <laughs> it's so good. It's so yes, good. It is. Oh, I love that song. So I have I have two fun stories about the Bee Gees. I'm glad I'm glad you chose them. See, I, I had them on my list, and they I had to take. Yeah, I had to take them off because remember last week I said you and I have chosen the same band on a few different times. Like we both chose the Doors. We've yeah. both chosen. Uh, I forget, I, I forget I what the other one was, but I said we have never chosen the same song before. And when you went to give me your list just before we started this recording, I'm like, yep. nah, bro, I'm already all up in there. I'm, yeah. You, don't ask me how deep my love is. I lost count. It's in there. Yeah. So when I was two stories, first, if you haven't been on YouTube and checked out Saturday Night Live, uh, the Barry Gibb talk show, BG's singers, it's it's. You have Justin Timberlake and um, Jimmy Fallon. Oh shit! Oh it's fuck! Oh it's so funny. We'll have to tweet about it when this episode drops. Uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> when I was in high school, when I was in choir in high school, I wanted to show off. Uh, me and a couple other guys wanted to show off how we could do our falsetto, how we can sing that high. We had to do. We're just as good as the sopranos. Look at us. We weren't, but we wanted to show off that we could sing really high notes and we chose this song to sing to our <laughs> our choir director and when i tell the story and i title the story or i preface the story by saying oh yeah i sing how deep is your love to my band director 
People are like, sup? Do we need to call some? Do we need to call some officials? Do we I'm need like, to no, get no, the no, teddy no. bear? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was more like, look at how high I can sing. Ah, like it was just like it was terrible. It was awful. I was <laughs> seventeen years old, but it was, it's a fun story. Sec- anyway, second story. <laughs> no, the second story was the Barry Gibb. Oh, the Barry gotcha, Gibb. Gotcha. Uh, with, with uh, on SNL. So what, one uh, production note that, that I found while researching the song, and I did not know this, but after after I read it and was listening to it, I'm like, oh shit, I can hear it. During the verses, like the whole song, it's obvious in the chorus, but throughout the rest of the song, this is Robin and Barry singing together. There's no single mm-hmm. voice in this song. Like the way they were able, and I mean, they're related, but I yeah. mean, the way they were able to blend their voices so perfectly over this was nuts and this song almost didn't happen they were contracted to write songs for the saturday night fever soundtrack and mm-hmm. um i actually don't know who this person is yvonne Elliman uh was supposed to sing this song but the um the uh producer of the movie uh robert stigwood insisted that the bgs did it and Element was on. She she sang that song. Uh, if I if I can't have you, that's that's on that soundtrack. So she, I mean, she did get an appearance on there. But I mean, the song was a number one hit. And uh, just to know that, that that's actually two voices and it's not dubbing. It's two different people singing like that, and it sounds like a singular voice. Is just ah, it's nuts. It's yeah, it's impressive because you you think it it wouldn't be that way, but it is. And we should all like just you, let when it you, be when you listen to it. Way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have another movie for you to guess what? the year. No. Yeah. Uh, what? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The reason I bring this up is the Bee Gees and of course Peter Frampton were casted in this movie about the Beatles, kind of loosely based on the Beatles. What year did Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie, come out? I've never even heard of the movie. I didn't even know they had that. Oh my god, you should watch it. It's so I've, good. I've I've watched a ton of Beatles movies and documentaries. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's I'm gonna say seventy seven. <laughs> impressive. Wow. No shit. Seventy I you see you see me. I got nothing. I see seventy seven. That's my guess. Nineteen seventy eight. Holy shit! I'm back. You've baby. never even heard I'm of back. this movie. <laughs> Never even heard I'm of back. this movie. You got me with and 10 things I hate about year. you, which I should have fucking nailed, but I'm back. I'm streaking again. God damn. Put some clothes Holy on. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> it was Peter Frampton was like the lead cast role for Sergeant Pepper, I guess. I, I don't remember what the movie was really about. I'm not even listening to you it right was, now. I'm, abs- I'm letting this it, soak it, in. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees all play Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and it's about that band as if it were a real band. I don't know, it's it's a fantastic little, like, it kind of feels like an indie film, but I don't think it's technically an indie film. But, yeah, Damn. 1978. Yeah, that's, that's impressive Holy that you were fuck. within a year of a movie you've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter Frampton might have given away the film, but... Uh, yeah, I was thinking more about when that movie came out and, like, when this would have probably been done. And, uh, yeah, dude, I have... I don't know. 
I I I have my method for how I work out when movies come out when I've when I know of them. Yeah. Well, this was this was before we were born. Yeah. So that's impressive. Oh man. Holy shit. All right, let's You got another one. Which <laughs> Oh, is it my it turn? Is your, yeah. Yeah, I just I just went deep. Oh shit. Okay. Um I feel okay, I've got I've got what? Two songs left? Yep. Okay. 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 I'm going to go I'm going to go with a classic. And I know it's been covered a few times in like the late 90s. Uh, I don't remember who covered it. I could look it up in a minute. Um King Harvest mm-hmm. is the artist. And the song is Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah. And this song, dude, it's just like it's such a vibe. It really just 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 like, you know what? If you're sitting down, if you're driving, please remain sitting. Uh, if you're at home, maybe you're doing dishes. That's when I'm, I'm about to go streaking in the moonlight in celebration. Yeah, streaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, just sit down and relax. Just take take a moment and do a little dancing in the moonlight. Oh man, I smell it again. But this, but this time I was clapping. Like I was doing the whole the whole bob and weave thing, but I had to clap while I was oh, doing yeah. it too. And I'm naked, so the, okay. a bunch of things are clapping. I gotta get my clothes All back. All right. On. Oh boy. So I I was torn. Like I said, this is the cut, and I ha- I have a list of other songs that I could have put in the song's place, and one of the songs was uh hooked on a feeling by Blue Ooh, Blue Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and I I wanted to play that song, but I thought you know what is it. Is it too soon to play that song? Because it's a great song. It came out in the 70s. Fantastic song. But it was just in, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like the intro of Guardians of the Galaxy. He's listening to that song. And I'm like, God, it's a fucking great song. It is. It's a fucking great song. Totally 1970s. And this one was was comparable. You know, kind of same sort of vibe. Very, very 70s feel to it. And I just... I don't know, man. I like I like this song better. This one this one holds a you know special place in my heart. I love dancing in the moonlight. D- yeah, yeah. That's it, man. That's what I, I got. I love that's streaking I got. in the moonlight. Oh god, damn! And it's, it's been full that's, moons that's like crazy canon. over here. <laughs> it's perfect time for this stuff. But uh, yes, this this was a hard list to do. I mean, because I initially it was like, oh, fucking free bird, but. <sighs> Everybody has heard Freebird, so I was just like, okay, that that's just too popular. It's a, I love, I I enjoy the second half of the song, but I love the first half. I love the singing and and the slow just guitar riff that they this like picking that they do. It, it it's great, but I was like, I can't do that, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for Fleetwood Mac to show up on the list. And my favorite Fleetwood Mac song is the Chain, and I'm like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for it. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah. No. I'm going to go even more obscure than that. The Edgar Winter okay. Group. Oh. Frankenstein, boys. Because of the drums. Oh. Dude, this song. Was was this song in in um uh um Wayne's World? Yeah, I think it was. This song was in Wayne's World. I think World. it was. Yeah. I could, yeah, I think this so. Is a, this is a weird song. I'm for it's it. A, it's a weird group. Yeah. 
But let's get into it. Let's hear these drums. This song, the song has everything. It's got Dude, sax. It's... it's got the drums. Mm-hmm. It's got the guitar. Yeah. It's got a fucking like EDM drop in it. Like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> God damn, I'm smelling it again. <clears throat> Jesus. It de- <laughs> mm. I would say this is a great like showcase of the transition from the 1970s into what the 1980s was going to turn out to be with a lot more of those like weird sound effects and synthesizers and and like the weird like that that organ sound that they had was very prevalent in the 80s bro but this song just, they were before their time this song was 1972 wow 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 that's that's even more no, what you're saying makes a lot of it makes sense and it, and it and it's yeah. accurate but like dude these this was they were before their time on this one yeah, that's wild. Like I know that there's there's some other bands that kind of did that same kind of idea where they slowly transition into the 80s like we we had said, but I didn't realize this was 70 72 and they were already pulling out these like psychedelic sort of I mean psychedelic makes sense for the 70s. Right. But then like the synthesizer Yeah, the synthesizer shit. And like I I when I when I was like, "Oh fuck, I want to include this." And I was looking it up. I'm like, "Shit, but I think it's 80s." Like I I was expecting it to be like 78, 79. I thought I wasn't going to, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to put it on the 80s. And I was like, oh, yeah, 1972 with this fucking, god damn. It truly is a Frankenstein of a song. Oh, totally, dude. Like, everything comes alive <laughs> in that song. Yeah. Oh, love it. God dang. I'm so proud of the um, list we put together for the 70s, man. Like this is this is a good list, and I'm I, again, I'm sure Twitter's gonna explode after this episode drops, and we're gonna get a lot of a lot of comments saying, "Hey, you should have put this song or that song or this song or hey, yo, what about this song?" And what the fuck do you mean, Mike hates Aerosmith and Lord of the Rings, man? Fuck you both. But hey, remember, yeah, Moosh loves those things. All right, so don't take it out on the little guy. Mr. Cav Stevens over there. Who's the little guy? Why am I the little guy? <laughs> I was referring to your calves. Because you listen to Peace Train while you're while you're jamming out on the elliptical to funk. <laughs> Bitch, I will come over there and mess you up. <laughs> I will bring my step stool and I will come over there and give you the goddamn I, business. I will, st- I will bring a step stool and look at you. Eye to chest. (laughs) (laughs) Not my fault. Uh, You were supposed to call me Frankenstein. We've already established. I I got a big forehead. Uh, You're more like a brick house. Which is my next song by the Commodores. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're killing me. Absolutely. Uh, Well, we're going to huff. We're going to puff. And we're gonna play Brick House. <laughs> the Jeez, you know this is this is this is a, a fantastic way to. Is, is this the last? Time no, I got one more. more. Was this it? Okay, you got one more. Okay, okay. I thought this was gonna close us out. And I was oh like, no, I'm gonna to close us out, out with the band that we're both very much like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Mike. Okay, Mike. Okay. Well, we'll do one more funk song then. I don't know what you got stored, but uh. There's nothing wrong with a little funk. Going yeah, we've I already had played one funk song. Funk. We're we're gonna play another funk song. Brickhouse Commodores. 
Dude, our audience is going to be burning some calories to this. This this entire yeah. episode, man. Mm. Dude, that was man, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a little American funk and soul. I'm, my head's still like look at me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, it's still, still, still kind of bopping. God damn. It's still bopping. Oh man. That's the coolest thing yeah, about man. funk, man. Is it, I know there's lyrics in that, but uh, and vocal work and everything, but like you can just listen to funk, the bass, the freaking yeah, man. and the funk drums, bro. Yeah, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that was Lionel Richie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, man. Brick house. Brick mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, I, I was thinking, you know, almost made my list. Fucking Rick James, bitch. Oh, super freak. Oh. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Mary Jane. Came, I, I don't know where super freak came out. Oh, or is that man. on the same album? Mary nah, Jane su- came out. Super in, freak would be 80. Mary Jane came out in 78. And so it almost it almost yeah, I would say it. Super Freak was like eighty two or something. I might be mistaken, but it, it, it I think Super Freak was eighties. Mm. So much good music in the seventies, man. Dude, there's and you think you again you the think first, you had trouble the first this thing episode. I thought of. Yeah, <laughs> the first thing I thought of when I when you when we were doing like seventies was I was like, dude, I gotta I gotta pull out some funk. And so I just like went on to Spotify and I looked up all the funk music. Like when I was a kid, we had a uh, remember all those like compilation CDs that you could buy. Oh, now it was like, well, yeah, not only just the now because that was new music that was coming out, but like it was like, uh, oh, the albums. It was like Midnight Special. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like that, and it was like. 70s classics or like uh it was like there was a, there was an always an ad for it and like midnight yeah on like the 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 pbs and no, no joke station or something no joke i don't remember what i used to watch back then uh but oh, in like the 70s. the mid 2000s like maybe around 2004 five ish the midnight special infomercial would come on and i would watch mm-hmm. that shit for an hour for like like twice a week because it would go over like yeah yeah, like Elton John on there and like James Brown sure. and all that. Like it, it was like it was a it was American bandstand, but it was uh it, it was a different ver- a different uh platform called Midnight Special. And like, God dude, I used to watch that infomercial all the time for the songs that were on there. Like ACDC oh, was yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, it crossed dude, it crossed a lot of uh, a lot of different like genre lines. It was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember I remember getting some of those CDs uh as as a youth like funk now or you know <laughs> 70s now uh, 70s hits or top hits or you know whatever whatever the the stupid you know sales gimmick marketing gimmick was it worked. It worked on me. So I used to have a bunch of those like uh uh what is it the uh, the wild wild cherries mm-hmm. and all these other like other funk bands and disco tower of power when everyone was like yeah yeah, yeah the, the disco was dead you know rock and roll killed disco but nah that ain't true disco never dies <laughs> don't let the media lie to you fake news <laughs> <laughs> all right we're at the what's your last song you got you got one you got one last mm-hmm. song and you say it's a winner. Oh yeah. And I'm and I'm sitting here waiting for and, some chicken and, dinner. Uh, hey, uh, hold up. 
this thing's going to knock you on your ass. And then you're going to have to, you're going to crawl. Because I didn't just choose any Zeppelin song. I chose one off of In Through the Outdoor. Lincoln Park? Oh. Okay. 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 I'm going to crawl. Led Zeppelin. I'm going to crawl. Fucking this song, bro. You're fucking this song. Got it. I'm fucking this song. Here we go. I'm going to crawl Led Zeppelin (laughs) in through the outdoor. Dude, I can I can say definitively that my favorite record to put on isn't in through the outdoor, although that is great. It's up there. But physical graffiti yeah. and houses of the holy Cashmere, bro. Like this yeah, all this era of Zeppelin into the outdoor and like that that late later seventies or mid to late seventies kind of albums where you know, Robert Plant's voice had a lot of different effects on it, and it wasn't as raw as Zeppelin 1 or Zeppelin 2. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we'll have to do a Zeppelin deep dive at some oh, point, because we can go, we can get, we can get we can down get on some Zeppelin. Fuck yeah, yeah, we can go down like Led Zeppelin. Which is exactly <laughs> how ah. that fucking band name came to be. They yeah. were going over band names, and uh, somebody brought up something, and somebody went, oh, that would go down just like a Led Zeppelin. Wait a minute. Now, I don't know if I've said this on the show before. I don't know if I've I've given my my speech on why John Paul Jones is one of the most underrated artists of all time. So who? Yeah. So you got Robert Plant. <laughs> There's not a lot of people that would say that would put them that would put him in the top three vocalists of of, of rock or all time or anything. Maybe their top ten. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I, I, okay. Page Fair enough. Fair play. one or two next to Hendrix, right? Most people say that. People can say Vaughn or Van Halen or whatever, but for the most part, yeah, it's it's yeah, Hendrix, yeah. it's the Jimmies, right? It's all the Dr- Jimmies. Drummers, Neil Peart, John Bottom. One, one and two, two and one, those guys compete. Yeah. John Paul Jones, at least at one point, I haven't searched to see if it's still the deal or not, but... That guy's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being fluent in the most instruments. And he wrote this song. This is pretty much his song. And Oh no shit. Yeah, and he um like when you talk about greatest bands of all time, the underrated guy, mm-hmm. the guy that nobody talks about, oh yeah, is a world record holder. And and Yeah, and, Ring, Ringo Starr. <laughs> Right. But like that's the floor of Zeppelin. That guy's in fourth place yeah. in a four play in a in a four man band. Like that's the bottom of the barrel for Zeppelin. That guy. Yeah. It's just that is just insane. Yeah. And talk about it's, organs, bro. The, <laughs> Stairway yeah. to heaven, it, no it, quarter. It, you got mm-hmm. bought. No, you're right. You're right. It's it, there's 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 a reason that everybody knows who Led Zeppelin is. There's a reason, and it's because they're just fucking fantastic. It's just fantastic. all around. There's not there's not, there's not a there's not a bad song. No. No, I mean there there I mean, we 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 could probably sit here and find a couple of questionable songs. Sure. There's like eh, Barnyard Stomp. Not, not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sure. No. Or even like with the Beatles, like the Beatles were so highly regarded as one of the best bands ever. 
But I mean, like, I've heard better songs than Octopus's Garden. <laughs> Fucking Ringo, you know? God damn it. John yeah, Bonham like I've, stayed I've, in his lane. As far as I know, I don't think, I don't know if John Bonham wrote anything. Um, but, like, what he can do is, like he did on this song and in songs like Good Times and Bad Times, that's not a double bass. John Bonham did not use a double bass. That was a single foot doing all of that, that kick work. You guys, yeah, you guys just insane. Like all of them. This is such a, I love this song and it's six, eight time, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Mm, there's that face again. I'm smelling it. God damn. If you, if you think Led Zeppelin's good, you should hear Aerosmith. <sighs> <laughs> and if you think the Godfather trilogy is a good or a good set of movies besides part three you should watch uh lord of the rings said yeah. me just now and never anybody else before aerosmith <laughs> god damn it well hey hope you guys uh enjoyed our our musescapade our musical journey through the 70s yeah 70s? and then we're gonna be i know i we're did. gonna be getting into Moosh's territory next week 80s? 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 Ooh. Oh, man. It's going to... Oh, man. Whew. Oh, it's gonna... I've got so many ideas. And then we're going to get in to my territory. Goddamn 90s. Yeah, I definitely skipped the 90s. Like, I mean, I, there's some good there's some good bands, and I'll, I'll come up with a decent list. But 90s is where I'm going to... I'm going to struggle a bit. 80s, I got it. 90s, I got, I got my mom. I got my mom to fall back on because she knows everything 80s. My mom and my uncle are all about the 80s, so I got a huge growing up with them listening to 80s nonstop. Yeah, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a lot of a lot of uh, curveballs for the 80s where you're not expecting. Oh, them. see, I'm uh, I'm not a I'm not a deep cut person when it comes to the 80s. So th- this is this is why you and I work, and this is why the podcast cannot yeah. end. We gotta yeah, carry no, 90s, on, Moosh. And and I feel like there's there might be some '90s songs when we get to the '90s in a couple weeks. Uh, I I'm starting to get some ideas brewing of where where I might be able to counterbalance. I know you're gonna have the grunge, maybe punk or rock. I, I don't. I, that's that's my that's that's what I assume you're gonna go for. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teeter this totter and. I can think of I can think of some maybe hip hop or or some pop. I'll take care of the hip hop rap. I, no, <laughs> I got I got some rap that I think I can do. I, I like 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 poison or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Po- like that. Bell Biv DeVoe. Uh, oh, nineties. I thought you meant poison. No, that's I'm like 80s. bro. Please, hands off. <laughs> We're supposed to keep that out of reach of children. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what the fuck? No, Poison by Bell Biv DeVoe. Is okay, what I was okay, because I and I think that's like ninety one, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the, which I probably when we man. talk about hip hop, I mean, we can't do it without talking about the Godfather, Ronnie James Dio. Like uh, that's what I expect. <laughs> like what, <laughs> bro? His flow in Rainbow in the Dark was just <laughs> ma. <laughs> so anyway hope you guys enjoyed it once again well follow well us on done. twitter at the cut music one hit us up at our email address the cut music one at gmail.com spotify yeah. Oh, yeah. profile and the podcast itself cut music one every time hope you guys enjoyed this and we will talk to you guys next week yeah we will we'll talk at you 
we'll probably argue. Definitely going to be more arguing. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some there'll be some disputes, but we'll we'll settle them and we'll keep the podcast going because we love you. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha